This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let the train! You are listening to Wide truck it i'm dooner here with michael vincent the dude hey everybody play ball it's baseball season and other balls too it is it was a little hairy there for a minute they said that the season wasn't going to start they were going to call all these minor league teams but they got the deal done Right, that's right, that's right. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Yeah, I got my kids signed up for the uh, Chattanooga Lookouts. Little lookouts over here. Oh, you cool. Folks out there don't know. It's like fifteen dollars, right? Every Sunday home game you get free, and they're the only time that they play at like two o'clock. So really perfect for young kids. Really, fifteen bucks for the whole season. Any home whole game season. you go. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's really good. They get a T-shirt and like a baseball. And I, some love, cards I love. I love. I love minor league baseball too. It's better actually than the majors. Chattanooga's a great time. Wednesday was my birthday. It was a good time. I know. Happy birthday to you, by the way. It was. My wife surprised me with this cake over here. Take a look at this thing. Oh, this is Beautiful. Bad. Got the new Back to Truck that. Up logo on there. Coming soon. Tasted back to Truck Up Day. Just as good as it looks. It looks awesome, man. Was it chocolate or? Uh, no. Well, yeah. So it was chocolate and vanilla on the inside. Okay, uh, good. That cream, like, you know, like the frosting they use on there? Yeah. That stuff, like, I still have, like, red and yellow marks oh, yeah. like, on my hands. And <laughs> I've taken, put, like. They put a little bit of dye in there. Multiple showers <laughs> since. One of the other cool things we did is we went to the Chattanooga Pinball Museum. So if you ever come up to Chattanooga, like, you're here for F3 or you're visiting the studio or you're bringing your family. Take them with it. Chattanooga What's Pinball this? Machines, right down the street from us on Broad Street. And yeah. I think it's maybe $15 to go in there. You get a wristband. You can play all day, free play, on all these like classic pinball machines. It's been a long time since I played pinball. And I didn't know it was so subversive either. What I learned there is that pinball was banned in New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles from the 1940s until the mid-1970s. It was considered like the height of gambling. Yeah, they should, they should have kept it banned. Really, yeah. it's the, the downfall of our society. <laughs> now, well, I like Absolutely not. No, it's great. It's great. You know what's right near there is you can go to that candy store and get like the old candy cigarettes. Yeah, I didn't get my kids those. So <laughs> you don't want to people. teach them how to smoke? Well, I was teaching them to play like subversive uh, <laughs> games. You know, I also got, they also had the Street Fighter II cabinet. And I grew up in, in my generation, like this was the stuff. So making another human being and then being able to put them there and play them in Street oh, Fighter 2, Ryu versus Ken, or I think he was rocking dolls him in that match. Um, key to playing with kids, though, don't go too hard in the first couple rounds, right? No, you got to know how to do it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dad, 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 play. You got to know that strategy. Now, you had some advice for the audience, so now just that we're on this theme before we get into our, our main topics here, uh, tell me about your Dave & Buster's scam. Oh, now, this is really important. People yeah. need to pay attention to this. You go to Dave & Buster's, you get the card, right? And sure. you got your points on the stuff. When it runs low, people go and they buy more and stuff like this. Dude, there's a bank of the water gun races, right? You yeah. Got like 10 people there. And you, no matter who plays, you win points. And like first is 100 and so on, and it goes down. So you go in it, nobody ever plays this because it's a lame game. Wow. So you go over there and you, and you pop points in each one of them and you just go right down the line and you win. You get your second, third, fourth play, you walk away with like a thousand points every time you play it. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, good scam for you folks I, out there. You clean to the place out and like, with like 10 bucks, you can clean the place. You're out. the guy who climbs up the ramp on the ski ball machine too and puts the balls right in the center. Well, yeah. That, you, that your trick? You don't? I, oh, dude. I mean, you know, we used to make slugs, right? Quarters? Of course. For those pinball machines. Oh, well, my old trick when I was like three, like I used to stick them up. You know the, the machines you put 
quarters in and you could and like it'll drop out like a little football helmet or something. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I used to be able to like stick my hand up in there. Yeah. And then like you could pull you it. You went out. up there and yeah. stole like a, a pack of palm malls out of the yeah, cigarette can, machine. Can we, yeah, let's let's stop revealing all of our crimes here <laughs> on, on air. All right, autonomous trucks are coming with a huge potential windfall if you're ready to seize it. Start re-engineering your supply chain for autonomy today. Contact Locomation at tell them, dude. Hey, go to like locomation.ai for turnkey solutions immediately after the show. Headlines. All right. Why is the floor falling out of the market? Craig Fuller has been all over this topic, our CEO and founder. We've been covering this on the show. We yeah. covered it in last week's newsletter and what the truck. And we've been looking at the, the downtrend that's been happening in the market. And I think over the past two weeks, the tone around this has shifted majorly, especially the tone coming out of us over here at Freightways. Sure, sure. One of the reasons why, and as Craig explains on Twitter, if you look here, is our tender reject index in Sonar. And he writes, tender rejections are the best indicator into real-time supply and demand in trucking. A high rejection rate equals trucking companies have more options in freight to pick from. More yeah. options equals more rejections. Less options equals less rejections. So why are those falling, though? That's really the question everyone wants to know. So the first place that Craig looks at, we all look at here in Sonar, is our outbound tender volume. That's an index that shows the amount of loads being requested in the market. This is the chart for the past year that we're looking at right now. The trucking volumes are at the lowest levels they were in a year. And in fact, today, they're at the lowest level, I think, that they've been all year, Michael Vincent. Yeah, they're, they're dropping off a cliff. Those, they're going down. And, and what that means is just, there's less optionality out there. And those shippers are taken care of. Well, you got two things going on here. Yeah. He's right 100%. I mean, obviously, on the optionality point. But also that contract rates are much higher than spot rates right now, right? Yeah. So it's not only is there fewer options, they don't pay as much either. Mm. When there was more options out there and contract rates or spot rates were so high, you got uh, contracted carriers and big fleets that could drop out and pick whatever they wanted to. They didn't have to stick into those into those uh, routing guides, right? They they drop out and go to the other places. No, one of the massive trend lines we heard last year, right, was about so many drivers leaving mega carriers to get their own truck, sure, start their own small fleet, get their authority, start running for themselves. Look at this chart right here. This is going to show you the count of yeah. trailers from fleets paired with, uh, what are we looking at, with freight volume as well. So as you see, there's now more trucks in the market than there is volume. Herein lies the problem. Yeah, looking at this, capacity has caught up with, with volumes. Capacity is actually there in the blue line. That is the tractor counts. And you could see that huge spike we were talking about like a month ago, 20,000 new authorities just Boom, showed up right there. So now you got more capacity. The trucking, comp the, uh, the, we do this to ourselves every time there's a cycle. We overbuild capacity, and then when it starts to drop out, it drops out hard. And, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it, 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 and it's, it's a capacity-driven market. And when you see is. those two timelines meet, and you also look at that contract and spot, there's only really one way for these things to go. Another reason why is because it's so fragmented. So you're not yeah. having a ton of carriers strategizing about building out their fleets all at the same time. No. They're all looking at the same market. Well, some of them are looking at the same market data and same information. Sure. And a lot of them are playing and performing like they're in the past. So they're still expanding fleets. If you were just at Matt's, they were still trying to do hire drivers nonstop, despite everything we see in the market with this softening. Um, it yeah. could get rough out there. and It will. There'll be contraction in the number of carriers out there, right? Another factor that, Gra that, that Craig brings up here is yeah. shippers' revenge, too. So there's a lot of shippers that are pissed off at you carriers now on the <laughs> ocean side and on the trucking side, and they're going to take it out on you. They're going to take it out on this market. We all know that contracts aren't worth a damn. 
Um, Bill Packett's here. He says, I leave notes with every carrier I work with. If, if the service failed or gave me a hard time, I will 100% look at my notes. But then someone under it writes, no carrier gives an S about your notes. So <laughs> you have that too. Um, yeah, you got both sides. <laughs> Craig has a great breakdown of this, though, on FreightWaves.com. Read his recent articles. It's, it's a little deeper than we can tell you right here, but those are the basics of it. Uh, here's yeah. another interesting one. Warner was exempted from a driver training provision. So... Mm. Here's where we're going. I'm going to read this one because I don't want to say something wrong here. John Gallagher reports, Warner Enterprises granted more flexibility to seat drivers faster based on exemption approved by federal regulators. In the notice scheduled to be published uh, Thursday, which is the other day, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration ruled that Warner will not be required to have its commercial learner's permit holders accompanied by commercials driver's license holders, so CDL holders, in the passenger seat. Warner requested the exemption to allow its driver trainees that pass the CDL skills test but have not yet obtained the actual CDL document from their home state to drive a truck without a CDL holder in the passenger seat. Yeah, let's clarify this a little bit. Under the current regulations, Warner must choose either to wait for the new driver to obtain the CDL from his or her home state before commencing freight movement in an on-duty status or send the new driver home in an unproductive non-driving capacity. The company stated that when it petitioned for the exemption last year, the outcome is an inefficiency in the supply chain and lost employment opportunity for the driver. In granting the Omaha-Nebraska-based truckload carrier's request, FMCSA determined that the exemption will likely achieve a level of safety that is equivalent to or greater than the level that would be achieved absent such exemptions. I don't know about the greater than part about well, that. Well, hold on a second. If they determine this, if they determine this, right? So yeah. the arguments against this are, are on safety and on fairness. They, sure. If they determine that this is not a safety issue, then have they determined if this is fair or not, right? Because yeah. why do they get the... I know a couple other carriers did, but if this isn't a safety sure. issue, then why are we giving a mega carrier this advantage? I asked the internet what they thought. Here was some uh, <laughs> yeah. replies. Mr. Cheeseburger said no one should be exempt from safety rules, especially when it's for pure profit. This is like saying to a mason tender, you see the cranes operate, go run for it. Rooster yeah. says, uh, why can't they just take 20 minutes out of their day and get the book test done when they do the skills test? If you can pass a general Class C driving test, you just need to learn the mechanics of an air brake system. At least that's what he had to deal with in Georgia. Uh, Donald J. Turncoat says, not a big deal. It's basically an exemption to the administrative process. They have passed the CDL test already, just waiting for their home state's license. Uh, one of our guests here today, C CDL coach Chris, he says passing the CLP test is one thing. Full-on driving with no direct supervision or support with a fully loaded truck is an issue for me. The article says the trainer doesn't have to be present in the passenger seat. So when does the training start? Good point. Uh, Peer Trucker just says it's ridiculous. Uh, Irish Tanker Donkey says Warner vets can't drive for S, let alone their rookies. I guess Warner <laughs> is banking that most of their loads will make it on time versus paying out for all the rollovers and accidents. So big concern about him for danger. And Kurt Schaefer says it's an absolutely ridiculous waiver. So uh, controversial takes right there, right? A lot of Not yeah. everyone in honest opinion yeah no they're not i i don't a hundred percent understand the the timeline that is going on here it seemed to me that it was just like hey they're just waiting for an administrator to send them the cdl so yeah. why not let them drive that's how i took it if that's not the case then maybe i have a different opinion but that's how i understand it i i have to agree with you if it's just a red tape formality i'm not a fan of those to begin with but yeah, i would say yeah, yeah, if yeah. they've decided it's not a safety thing then yeah okay, but if it's like apply you know, it to other carriers yeah if it's like no no training with a driver with you then i yeah. don't know about that i got more questions yeah. but let's get to our guest we got michael johnson he's the executive vp of strategy over at redwood logistics and he's sitting in the green room right now so let's bring him up also michael i know something about him so uh -oh. he uh you can empathize very much with him you have three daughters he has four daughters you're both yeah. uh you're both girl dads fighting fighting through the times thanks right for joining on, us brother. sir yeah you bet thank you guys 
<laughs> where, uh, where are we talking to you from right now? Where are you hang out? I am based in Austin, Texas. Beautiful. Love Austin. I love Austin. Yeah. I might be going out to yeah. uh, Hylion later this month there. Um, Absolutely. We want to talk to you a little bit today, though, about rating API. Mm. Let's start with, though, what is rating API? Yeah, you bet. So the rating API solution is really a solution that we're bringing to market to provide real-time rate and capacity visibility to shippers. Um, and so, you know, the, the best thing I can liken it to is what we saw with tracking visibility, uh, visibility solutions almost a decade ago. We had Forkites and MacroPoint, Project 44 and others come onto the scene to drive tracking and location visibility. This solution provides rate and capacity visibility upstream in the in the planning process. So it's a it's a pretty transformational solution for shippers and for brokers that can deploy it. Yeah. So Michael, that that makes perfect sense to me. So why is this so essential in today's market to have rating API? Yeah, it's it, that's a really good question. If you look at the demand the market has seen, the the volatility and variability of demand, it's it's a demand planning tool. So this utility allows shippers to have capacity agility. So to plan their shipments from their existing uh, transportation planning workflow and do it in a way that doesn't require phone calls or emails um, and also quickly and confidently um, move to you know spot transportation when when possible. We've got more data than we know what to do with these days, and that in itself can be a problem, right? But how can rating API help shippers effectively use this data? Because I think we're at that point in the data conversation too, right? Great. You know you got to collect it. You know you got to put it together. But how do mm. we put it to use and actually make this actionable? Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good question. And to me, I think this really allows shippers to leverage their data more effectively. When we think about the existing um, you know, transactional planning process, there are a lot of emails or phone calls or in some extent, uh, circumstances, fax machines used to acquire rates. And so as the industry moves towards more system interoperability, we can normalize the data and shippers, you know, from a control tower perspective can have higher quality um, confidence that they're using the right provider and that they can index what the rates were in their database instead of having to track down what, you know, providers rates were in emails and, and through phone calls. So Michael, those are the big hitters and those are the, the big benefits and uses of this. What are some of the lesser known challenges that rating API can help those people with? Yeah. So, you know, you guys mentioned the, um, you know, the, the demand in the market starting to fall out in March. One of the big benefits I think that's underrealized because the solution is so new is, is how this tool can be effective in a in a in a down market, and so at some point the market will inflect. And you know we've read those articles from Craig, sort of predicting that downturn. This is a great tool when embedded in your routing guide to to really give shippers confidence and visibility to to where their contract rates stand against the market. And so as the market does you know fall off or when it falls off they can start to see what that delta looks like between some of these inflated contract rates and what the transactional market has and, and use that as leverage in their conversations with their supplier base. So what separates this rating? What makes it better than any other rating API tool out there? Why go with Redwood? 
Yeah. So, you know, for, for one, you know, Redwood was one of the first providers of the rating API solution in the market. We've had this tool plugged into shippers for over five years. Um, so we've learned a lot along the way. And we have a dedicated data science team that is, you know, indexing all of the market-based uh, data points, but also using market signals like those from FreightWaves to really optimize and accurately predict what our cost will be for shippers. We also support multiple modes, uh, multiple stops, and we have 100% tender acceptance. So when it comes to having confidence that when you tender a shipment to Redwood, we will accept that tender no matter what. And then finally, our scale is one of the top 15 uh, logistics providers in the market gives shippers confidence that we can flex to high capacity needs. So whether it's needing 10 trucks or 50 trucks, we have the, the, the wherewithal and the bandwidth to support their needs. Before we let you go, um, are you seeing some of the softness in the market that we are? One of the focuses on today's show is actually side mm -hmm. hustles for truckers to help insulate themselves and get their finances in order and make sure they're good in 2022. Are you seeing some of those volumes decline like we are? We, we are not seeing the volumes decline, but we're certainly seeing some of the quote volume, um, you know, have the, the impact you guys have seen. And, you know, I think Craig's article resonated with me because one of the things that was obvious in the market was almost 24 hours after the Ukraine crisis started, we also observed some of that lower demand coming into mm. um, the organization. So, um, I think it's certainly something to watch. I am curious to see what happens as we approach the summer months, um, May and June. I think that'll be a really good indicator of of how large of a macro call this is. Um, but it's to be determined. And um, yeah, I can certainly support the the um, feelings that Craig wrote about um, within our own operation. Sure. And, and look, freight is cyclical. So getting your right data in order, getting your finances in order, learning the cost per mile of your truck, all of those things should be done in good times and bad. But with the specter of this looming, no better time than the present to go check out that API data that you guys have over there. Check out Redwood Logistics. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you both. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you, Michael. All right, now let's talk to drivers a little bit. We got three right. drivers on today who don't just drive trucks. They're educators, TikTokers, social media influencers. They're figuring out not how just to do the game, but to help others as well. One you mean drivers have something to offer? They have a lot to offer. All right. Yeah, our guests are amazing today. Chris Lee's the first one. He All sent right. uh, me these books right here. Can we get a close-up on that right here, guys? Yeah, there we go. Here we go. It's a trucking money. Trucking go get money. yourself some of that. We got the financial planner for truckers. And we've got the logistics load journal for truckers as well. Let's bring him up. It's Chris Lee. I think you're sitting right there in the truck right now. Chris, how you doing, brother? Hey, how's it going, guys? Where'd you uh, where are you pulled over right now? Right now I'm in uh, Missouri, heading to get a load of lumber. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. Nice. Well, nice. Is that lumber still? Uh, I, I've, I've heard some things about lumber recently. Uh, this load is paying me good enough to go home and leave out uh, Monday morning and uh, keep it, keep it trucking, you know? Wow. So, hey, sometimes that's all you need. You got to keep the wheels. That's right, man. The wheels moving. That's right. Um, how long have you been driving for before for we sure. sort of get into your financial stuff? How long have you been behind that wheel? Yeah. So I started my, uh, trucking journey. Uh, I got my CDL February of 2017. So about five years now. Beautiful. Wow. Have you been always, flat, uh, you, I assume you're driving a flatbed, right? Yeah, so I haven't always been flatbed. I started off uh, doing Reaper, and then I did some inter intermodal, 
And then I moved on to flatbed, and I love it here. Sweet. Well, beautiful. You sent me some books here, and last time you were on, we kind of got into your time as a driver, and today I want to get into what I think is a really important subject, especially if what Craig Fuller's talking about, the data we're seeing in Sonar, things are going to get tighter in the pocket, mm -hmm. looser in the market, tighter in the pocket for drivers. Why did mm. you start the financial planner for truckers, though? Um, so when I first got into the industry, I heard a lot of stories about drivers uh, passing away behind the wheel. Um, not saving for retirement. And uh, those things kind of scared me. I guess it was like a, more of a fear thing. And um, I wanted to make a, make a, something for drivers. I didn't see a lot of services dedicated for drivers uh, in the financial aspect and like other aspects like mental health. So I, um, I got out the truck for maybe like three months and I had been listening to podcasts about finances and planning for your future and retirement. And uh, I was like, uh, let me create a journal for truckers. And um, I sat down at my computer one for maybe days. I don't think I got up before I finished making that journal. Wow. Yeah, that's dedication. So let's talk about that a little bit. It's always important, like you said, to, to make sure that you've got your finances in order and you're planning for sure. the future and stuff like that. And also for a time like now, talk about the importance of having that in order, knowing what you're doing and having prepared in a loosening market like today, right? Uh, yeah. So one of the issues that I've had um, at the beginning of this year was just breakdowns. Uh, my truck broke down uh, a couple times and, you know, um, it was something that I had to kind of take that blow for since I, I leased this truck and um, all of that responsibility kind of falls on me. Um, you know, you definitely want to have a nest egg, for, for things like that, even company drivers, uh, you know, drivers uh, have uh, kind of to bite the bullet when when companies go out of business. We have a, like you said, it's very cyclical with with cut with drivers and with companies. So, uh, with like a, a company driver, I think last time I, I told you guys like save two hundred dollars every uh, every month out of your four week checks, um, so that you can always get back home or do whatever you need. You kind of apply that as well when you move on and get into the owner-operator, lease-operator side, uh, then that money goes into that truck when it's time to break down or you want to take a vacation. Chris, what's that immediate? You've been, so five years now driving the truck, you've been through some markets, you've been through some of these cycles. When a market starts to turn down, how do you start most immediately feeling the impact? Mm, um, I want to say, like, since it's a current thing right now, it's fuel. Um, but I've been able to kind of be at pretty decent companies uh, for my five years of being out here. I don't think that uh, the market has really uh, affected my performance. I think my performance really shows more than than uh, kind of what's what's going on. And if I'm able to, you know, get enough loads to cover my expenses, um, one thing is just knowing how much I'm I'm I'm, I'm spending every month. You know, having a budget. That way, if something does happen, I don't really have to, you know, if, if, if this is something new that we're seeing with these prices going up with uh, food and stuff like that, gas has always been kind of up and down. But uh, this this is a, a different type of inflation. So, um, you know, just having that mistake has really helped out. Also, like I, like I said, also just being able to perform, uh, doing, doing the work and, and getting the loads there on time. 
Um, you know, leaving early out Sunday, if, if you're like me, a flatbed driver. Um, but I think, you know, just just doing the job and, and making sure that, you know, you can, you can, uh, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that uh, makes yeah, 100%. I, Listen, so so we, we, one of the things we want to talk to you about are, are side hustles, right? Drivers sure. for side hustles and how any advice for those guys. I hate to say side hustle now listening to what you're, you're doing out there because, you know, yours was born mm-hmm. out of your own fear and trying to help others, right? So sure. there's kind of this altruistic nature to it. Is that part of it? What is your advice sure. to others that want to try and do this or, should, or looking to get a side hustle going as drivers? Yeah. Uh, so as far as the side hustle, um, one of the things that like I did my first year was I listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to a lot of, uh, just blogs and vlogs and people were really pushing the, uh, the, what is it called? Like the passive income. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. is also kind of what, what motivated me because being behind the wheel, it's kind of hard to, to, uh, do any extracurriculars unless you have like a team where you can have people, uh, if you have a, a, a landscaping business, you have a team at home who can cut that grass. Uh, for me, it was just myself. So um, being able to sit down and, and get out the truck and write a book, um, maybe investing in some, some like stocks, index funds, um, you know, those those are the types of things. Maybe uh, if you're I know that a lot of people do YouTube, a lot of truckers are now doing YouTube. YouTube is a great side hustle. Um, YouTube does, you know, want you to get monetized on YouTube. They do send you a check. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have brand deals with some awesome companies out here. And, um, you know, once you get that spotlight on you, you get enough followers, you, you vlog or you blog, um, in talking about your experience is one of the easiest things, uh, nowadays that can get you some traction and get you, um, you know, uh, a brand online and bring in some side hustle money uh, that way. Yeah, you know, people always say fake it till you make it, but that's kind of bullshit advice. It's, I've always said it's easier <laughs> to start from somewhere where you actually like, where you know what you're talking oh, about, then yeah. you can build yeah. outward from there and you can refine from there. Like, for example, you, you, you yourself, yep. you know your own finances and you talk to other truck drivers. Do you think a lot of them are kind of like full of shit when they say they have their finances in order or too many drivers not working in these books, especially like with the past year, like we past two years that we had where you've been kind of pampered by rates and lower fuel? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, like, like I said, from from the reason I made the books, I would say, yes, I want to see uh, guys retire. And I, I don't want to see guys out here driving until, you know what I'm saying? If they want to, you know, drive until you're 70, 80, 90, but that shouldn't be uh, something that you're, you have to do uh, in order to survive. And, you know, like I said, it was, it was born out of fear of, I guess, you know, coming from, uh, not having much money to getting into the trucking industry and actually seeing that there is money to be made. Um, I think that, you know, some drivers may be on the BS when it comes to that. Uh, there is this, this thing called lifestyle inflation when we get out here mm-hmm. and we start to buy things that we never had because we have money now that we didn't have before. Um, but one of the things I say is like that delayed gratification, that $200 every week, at the end of the year is you know almost 10 grand like that type of thinking is what i really you know <clears throat> you can use a cdl and you can use this trucking to uh you know do those types of things as, <clears throat> as far as 
you spending the money and buying the things and living life and not putting away anything. Um, or like me, I sat down and I, I felt like trucking was like a, a four year school where I was behind the wheel. I actually listened to Audible. I, I found mentors online who helped me get out of debt and helped me uh, increase my credit score and uh, think about putting money aside for the future. And, um, you know, having kids is, is one of those reasons as well. I have a, a newborn daughter. She's six months old and my son is 13. Uh, you know, so you have uh, those responsibilities. And, you know, I chose to take care of those responsibilities and make sure that, uh, you know, we had we had a, a floor and a ceiling. So, um, you know, even like you said, in the, in the market now, I don't I don't want to, you know, go to my wife and say, hey, like, I don't know what I'm doing out here. And I don't know where the, the next check is going to come. And, um, you know, I work too hard to get the CDL. We work really hard out here to period, you know, and um, you can't it's not good. I don't want to go home, you know, at the end of, at the end of the day. No, Chris, that makes complete sense. And congratulations, by the way, on on your new child. Well, we're, we're both. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. As well, it's it's the. In I'm my gonna opinion, have to get some Legos. Gonna... Oh. <laughs> oh man, you, have you been eyeballing any sets, man? I'll, I'll get I'll get you a I'll get you a uh, a baby shower present. Just yeah. uh, just tell me know what you just For tell sure. me what you're looking at. I'll send you something. Um, in terms of things that maybe drivers don't immediately think about when we think about finances and being in the truck, you mentioned a few good ones. You mentioned that lifestyle inflation. You mentioned one that a lot of drivers I've spoken to recently, those ice road truckers, for example. We just had some ice road truckers on. They yeah. were stuck in a hotel because they, too, needed awesome. repairs on yeah. their truck. And these repair times are taking one mm -hmm. to two weeks, if not longer. Um, what other factors should you be keeping in mind if you're a driver and you haven't really been through anything tough yet? Wow, if you haven't been through anything tough, um, you know, just get ready for it. Whether you're a company driver, um, if you're, I would say if you're a company driver, just learn some basic, uh, you know, uh, get some basic tools, turn, get ready to, you know what I'm saying, learn how to turn a wrench. If there's a mud flap that needs to be replaced or a glad hand seal or, or glad hand period, um, I show people on my TikTok that, you know, it's, it's not hard to replace these types of things. I just replaced the, uh, light, uh, my headlight, uh, I pulled up to the pump and, you know, went in and saw that my light was out, bought a replacement bulb, pulled it out, put it back in and I was good to go. Those things, um, you know, that you can do on your own, it limits the downtime. Uh, like you said earlier, when those wheels are turning, that's when you're getting paid as a truck driver majority of the time, it's hourly. Uh, but you know, that's not the case in a, in a lot of drivers. So, you know, just learn how to turn a wrench, get out there. And if it's something you can do yourself, uh, just get ready for that. Like I said, save that $200, um, you know, every, every week, your checks, yeah. uh, they're pretty decent if you're coming from that you know, nine to five and, uh, you know, just simple stuff like that. Nothing too, too, uh, intense. Just, just keep it simple. You know, that's great advice, Chris. Now uh, tell me about how do you through the boom times, right? It's easy to take your eye off that ball and kind of live mm -hmm. large for a while. How do you keep yourself focused sure. through that? And what is your thoughts about what's coming up next? Is there a bloodbath coming and what should people be looking for? So yeah, for sure. With the boom, uh, like, you know, when, when life is good and the money's rolling in, um, I, what, what I did, um, there were, there were a couple options. I could have, I could have put a down payment on a truck, uh, a lease truck. And I, and, uh, there were other things where, you know, I was able to, you know, buy a house, uh, buy a rental property. Um, you know, I put, put money up in savings accounts and, uh, make sure that, 
you know, the, 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 those savings accounts are pretty hefty. So when things do happen, like I had to get out of the truck for that, um, not only the, the ice storm that came in Texas last year, but my truck, mm. like I said, broke down twice this year. I was in a hotel both times for about a, uh, a month out in wow. Arizona. I was stuck. And, yeah. uh, you know, if I didn't have good credit and, and I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to survive out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're a living example of uh, of your books and your finance programs. Uh, right if I want to send people somewhere to go right. pick these up, where would they go and uh, buy something like this from? Yeah, so the financial planner helps you plan with your finances. You find that on my website, chrisleytv.com. The, the uh, logistics learn, load journal for truckers help you stay organized. And, you know, the the notebook, the trucking will get you some. It's just, you know, something to help motivate guys out here. All that stuff you can get. Uh, on my website, chrisleytv.com, it'll take you to a link, and you can buy everything off Amazon. Hey, Chris, thank you, man. Drive, drive safe out there. Good luck with that lumber. And uh, you said it's on your way home, for so sure. say hi to the family for us, too. Will do. Thank you, guys. You have a good day, uh, weekend. Have a great weekend. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right, let's get Thanks, to sir. us. With the growth of Loves and Speedco Nationwide Network, Tire Pass has evolved into delivery method, always meeting the needs of your drivers wherever that need may be whether in lane at loves travel stops inside a truck care or speed coast service center or at an on-site terminal making tire pass part of your driver's pre-trip inspection can inform them on any tire related concerns get a quote from uh tell them dude or hey. get more about tire pass and tell them <laughs> yeah, learn more about tire pass go to www.loves.com immediately after the show these uh, these first of the month ad reads are always rough. We, yeah, we they get really better after the, after they about really a week. Do. They're kind they of cold. Read the first time. <laughs> Transfix is modernizing the way freight moves nationwide. The Transfix intelligent freight platform combines a digital freight marketplace, intuitive software, and dedicated experts to drive performance for your modern supply chain, not your antiquated one. They're declaring general average, and I don't know. Get a free quote to tell them, dude. <laughs> Go to Transfix.io. That was much better, dude. You can't it's Bruce Almighty! <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring Bruce up. Bruce, what's happening, man? <laughs> nothing much, nothing much, man. Where are you at right now? Where are you where are you sitting today? I, I'm in the I'm in the sleeper right now. I'm down in uh I'm on my way down to Laredo, Texas right now. Nice man. What are you usually hauling? What do you bring down to places like Laredo, Texas? Um, this time I actually picked up something from Chrysler. So I'm going down to Laredo from Detroit and then I'm gonna be going back up to Detroit. Uh, after this, I'm uh, actually running teams right now. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. My automotive state uh, makes sense. Makes sense. So how long you been hauling automotive or, or other products? How long you been driving? Um, I've been driving for about seven years now, since uh, January 2015. And uh, I've been doing drive-in, so freight, freight of all kind, you know, whatever the market's got going on at the moment. Love gotcha. it, love it. You also have, so we talked to Chris before you. I know you and Chris are both friends. Chris is trying to help everyone out with their, getting their finances in order. But I noticed on your side, too, you have some side hustles going on. You're not just driving the truck. You're figuring other ways to get ahead in the system. What else do you do out there? Um, so right now with, like, my friends with Chris promoting his books and, you know, doing, trying to do, like, some kind of consultations with things with people because people always have questions and we have a really big uh network on twitter and i know as you see like i go viral sometimes and i just talk like really reckless but i've gotten a lot of people to pay attention 
into truckers and our plight. So, you know, I just, you know, people always DM me like, hey, I'm looking, I'm thinking about getting into the industry. You know, what should I do? And either between me and, you know, the group of friends that we have, because we have a really good network of everyone. We're, we have friends in our network that do hot shot and we have someone that does cargo vans. We have Chris Lee that does the financial stuff and planning, which it, it really works because I've been following it, you know, and um, we have a friend that's in the, a broker. We have friends that are in dispatch. And so we really just have like a pretty good group that can kind of answer any question that comes, you know, to anyone. Hey, so, Bruce, we, uh, we, we saw a video on your, speaking of like TikTok and, and your, your provocative nature online, we saw a video over, uh, you had the truck stock shower, you took us inside <laughs> of there. Let's take a look at that real quick. All right. We got the handicap show. Do the show again. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take my time. <laughs> did you, you leave you leave your truck at the fuel island when you went to take that shower <laughs> fuel island <laughs> nah 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 we don't we don't do that we don't do that <laughs> what, what kind of tips sometimes, you got sometimes you park in the reserve spot though yeah Bruce what kind of survival <laughs> tips do you have for uh, the truck stop shower man for especially them new drivers out there who don't really know what they're doing they're walking in with no uh, I mean, with no with no shower shoes on and stuff yeah, don't ever do that. You gotta have a, a you have to have a pair either some flip flops or get you a pair of Crocs. I have a I have a specific pair of Crocs I use for showers. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, uh, and bring your own towel. Yeah, you probably want to make sure it's empty before you whip out that video camera too, right? That's hilarious. So, what kind of tips you got for people who want to make a side hustle and make a couple bucks on the side? I know Dooners appreciates the video there. We're working on a, a coffee table book about uh, truck, trop sho- truck stop showers. Sure. That, that's pretty good. So, but what kind of uh, tips you got for people out there that want to kind of put together a side hustle? Um, my number one tip, honestly, is just be honest. When people have questions, just give them an answer. Like, I, I'm not really a big fan of the uh uh how can i say the the course market you know what i mean because i think like this is an industry where people need answers and people are just trying to make ways to find a new way to make money so i always say just give people the answers like you don't have to sell everybody everything all the time especially when it comes to information that people can really just get themselves and i i just i just big on just you know the more the more answers because one thing about it like i've been in the industry for like i said seven years and when I got into the industry, everything was so hush-hush. And one thing about the trucking industry is it's really hard for a truck driver to leave their job. You know what I mean? And it's really hard to get mm. sound information. And people will, like, you know, suppress information. And it gets people to stay complacent. Because one thing about truck driving is you can easily fall into complacency because you don't have the answers or people aren't giving you the correct, you know, information on how you can expand. But there's way too much money in the trucking industry, so it's not like you telling me information is going to stop you from being able to work because the world's always going to have freight moving. Absolutely. Lift people up, right? I mean, you're not, point, stealing, you're not stealing capacity from yourself or something like that or causing rates to drop by telling yeah, someone how to balance man. their books of business. I mean, yeah. get over yourself. No, there are people like that, though. There are what old the- dogs who are like, no, I went bankrupt and like I struggled and life you, sucked yeah. for me, so I wanted to suck for everyone else. That's, yeah, you have to I go through that, that toxic pain. mentality. Yeah, I hate gotta go that through stuff. The pain. I'm glad Bruce it. doesn't have a, me- a mind like that. Bruce, before we let you yeah, go, what, it, what's the worst wrong? Go over it, brother. What do you got? I didn't hear Oh, no, I was going to say that, and that's the thing with, with, with the rates and stuff. If people give out information, more people would understand not to take these bad rates and, you know, 
God. it's just a, it, it would it would help it would help more. Well, Bruce, I, I like your uh, I like your provocative Twitter and uh, TikTok accounts. People want to follow you. They want to be entertained and also get some trucking advice at the same time. Where do I send them to? Uh, Bruce Almighty on everything, pretty much Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Thank you. Th- hey, Bruce, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for joining us on the air. All right, thank you, guys. Drive safe. Drive safe. Good stuff. Yeah, man. He was hey. riding in that sleeper, too, man. They were hauling. Speaking, were of tic- speaking of TikTok, our next guest has over 32.5 million likes on the site. Oh. Let's take a little bit of a look at her flavor over here. <laughs> Let me tell you how this man thought he was going to hurt my feelings, girl. Girl, I am true to this. Not new to this. True to trucking, baby. This, this is nothing to me, okay? So I got to the stop or whatever, and the man unloaded two pallets. Then he going to start putting the pallets back onto the truck. So I got out of whatever, and I was like, sir, what are you doing? I said, I'm here to get unloaded, not loaded. He said, no. Look, girl, he tried to get out crook. No, I'm rejecting this load. I said, oh, okay. I, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't give a damn about none of that shit you talking about, bro. He was like, yeah, we got to make sure we... Ah, I don't care. You talking to me like I care. Because, baby, one thing, one thing for sure, two things for certain, I am true to this, not new to this. Baby, I'm going to get paid regardless. Wherever this freight got to go, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get paid to hold it. I'm going to get paid for coming here. I'm going to get paid for anything that happened with this truck. I'm going to get paid for it. It's truckers like, baby, you is not hurting me. Okay? Thank you. Have a good day. Girl, bye. He thought he was doing something. Boy, I'm bust a move. <laughs> Bust a move. Ask his famous question. What made you become a Clarissa. Let's bring Clarissa up. She's sitting up there. She's on her beautiful set right now. I love the sign behind you. I love the pink of the room. Clarissa, you're hilarious. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. So you, I mean, I like, absolutely love th- it too. this isn't like a TikTok persona, right? That's really you. Yes, that's me, honey. All day, every day. Like, this is my home set, and what you seen was my truck life. But, yes, it's so every who day, is, all day. Who life. is like, you can rant, and you, and you can go on and on. You better just turn that camera on your own face and put that on TikTok. When did that all come about? Um. Well, first, I always had this big personality, but I wanted to work in law enforcement, and I wanted to help offenders keep from reoffending, but my personality was too big and the the inmates start to love me for like a friend instead of a <laughs> instead of somebody that they yeah, need to take yeah. an order from. <laughs> so um I just decided to help my husband and go to school to get my CDL because I would want to start a trucking business. I wanted to be his broker. But once I got in the truck and I was like, this is fun. Like <laughs> I said this is this is very exciting, and I just started making videos immediately and using my personality and education. Take over the world, baby. <laughs> Color, see, you've got to have customers that just can't wait to see you pulling into their lot. They got to be for the second time. Like, it's Clarissa. It's going to be a great day. She's coming in here. How did? What? Yes, I, I get it all. I get it all. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. So. You've been driving for a, little, for a little while, and you're on TikTok. How has that changed over the f- past few years? Has the, the, the pandemic and everything kind of changed how TikTok has, has evolved with, with uh, trucking? you like, more drivers on there now? Yeah, it's a lot more drivers, especially since I've been making the uh, exposure of getting seen a lot of places. Yes, a lot more drivers on TikTok, but they're really showing the people, like, the behind the scenes of trucking. And I really feel like TikTok has really been that escape for a lot of drivers to really get away from the road because it's quick videos and it's quick to grab your attention. But all of them, 
got a personality like mine, but it's good that they on here showing people like it's trucking slide, baby. Like get the content out there, show people what trucking is really all about with every with different people personalities and things like that. So it's it's been pretty good. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're a superstar. Like, how long are you gonna stay in the truck for? Because I mean, you, are you starting to make money off this this TikTok? I I can't say like yeah. at some Ooh. point does the does the fame and the celebrity of being that TikTok trucking influencer take you out of the truck? <laughs> Well, um, I actually make more money doing um, influencing on the other aspect of promotional deals, signing six-figure contracts and what? so much more, but what? I still love trucking. I still drive almost every single day. The only reason I'm not in the truck today is because I wanted you guys to have good signal. If it wasn't for that, baby, it's truckers. That's like, not your sleeper. <laughs> That's um, not your sleeper. That's not, you don't you, have you your don't sleeper. You don't have a wall of roses like and neon in your sleeper? No, <laughs> in my sleeper. If my sleeper is is uh, Sparkle, cause her name is Sparkle, honey. don't get it twisted. She cute too. <laughs> she got throw pillows and and she got the pink and polka dots. She cute too, but no, I'm in my home office. Clarissa, today. do do us a favor. How do how do, so? How does someone go about starting to get those influencer deals? So someone's a trucker. They're yeah. like, you know what? I have all this downtime. Yeah. I have my own unique opinion. I want to share it online. How do they get to the point where they're starting to negotiate some of these deals like you are? First, it, it comes with, it's not about the following, it's about you as a person. You got to have clean, consistent content. You got to be very relatable. Like, um, mm. when you're talking to me, it feel like you're talking right in front of me. And I can grab attention from any age. It's not just about people that's in that. the trucking industry. I can grab attention from, I got the youngest person that I ever seen follow me is a four-month-old because he loved my voice. And then the <laughs> oldest person was, I want to say the oldest person was up in her 90s. She was like 89 because she liked my personality. So I can grab attention from anywhere. And that's why I always recommend people be able to grab attention for it can be shared and somebody be like, oh, I like her for this. I like her for that. So even like now, I got endorsement deals for the back, my backpack, my clothes, my my hair, you name it, I, my nails, you name it. I got endorsement deals from because I can be very positive and relatable and just have a good time, live life and not trying to live it for the money. I live it for the people. So <laughs> she, she makes a great point, though. If you're if you're trying to blow up on there and you're trying to do it yeah. in the point where there's a strategy behind it, like you want those endorsement deals, you do have to be mindful of the content. You can be pretty Yo. edgy with it, but you can't go like full into cancelable territory. You can't make yourself nuclear and completely untouchable. If you're trying to run yeah. this business, if you're doing it just to vent, then do it just to vent. But also beware, there's pratfalls to social media, right? Your carrier might not like it. Have you run into any issues with... Uh, with do you have your own truck or you get any trouble for this before? I actually am sponsored by Cloud Trucks, so I don't never post content about sexual things, religion, politics, um, racism. I don't do none of that. None of yeah, it. No. Like you're not gonna stop my coin. I am a brand. So um, but a <laughs> lot of people <laughs> people run no. into that conflict because they want to talk about so much. No, if it's gonna be a business, you gotta treat it like a business. And people do not 
brands do not like confrontation. They don't like confrontational topics at all. So you know, <laughs> no, you know I haven't I would, ran into it. Yet. <laughs> you know what I would buy? <laughs> I would buy Clarissa reading a book, like audio books, but from her own perspective, right? Like she just reads the story and then tell me the story in her own words. I think she, I would like you could just make you could just make a, a, a huge living going like brokerages and just just doing like that rants about whatever yeah. they're frustrated <laughs> with and doing your voice because it like cheers it cheers you up hearing you complain about like pallets and your truck and you're doing yours because it's so empowered. It's so empowered the way you do it. It's not just complaining. It's funny, but it's with a message and it's strong. Yes, and that's why I always try to be. Um, that's what made me start to saying it's trucker's life, baby, because if you make things a bad day, it's going to be a bad day. But if you make <laughs> it fun and exciting, like like when he canceled my load, for example, I don't care about you canceling that load, baby. I'm still going to get paid. Okay? I don't give a doggone about none that you talk about. I'm still going to get my check. You know why? Because it's trucker's life, baby. I rule this. I'm the, I'm the captain, okay? <laughs> so um, you just make the best out of it. You just live your best life. Don't beat up everything that happens to you on the road. Because if not, if you do do that, you will not be a successful trucker, baby. You'll be a rundown, low-down, dirty dog. If you let <laughs> and she's, You're really smart, though. You take the negative energy that's so easy to yeah, manifest. Not is. in any job or even in life. There's so many things that can create so much negative energy. You take that and you convert that into something else. You take these things that you can't control. It's negative, but you can't control it. You yeah. cannot necessarily make this situation better. Why frustrate about it? Instead, make a funny-ass rant about it and start making some money on tiktok with your nails. Yes, and see, you got it. See, you need to start making TikToks and show them how it's done. You absolutely right. Change the negative to a positive. You learned that in math. I well, forgot what grade, but you learned that in math. <laughs> it's like the transitive <laughs> property, right? Or something like that, of addition or subtraction. I, I, I don't even know. If she comes out with that voice and, and that animated with those nails, I'm probably taking those pallets back off of that truck and say, no, I, I'm going to accept it. <laughs> well, Carissa, this was awesome. How do people find you on TikTok and, and, and hear more from you? Well, uh, on TikTok, it's Clarissa Rankin, and I post every single day. I engage in my comments. I do live videos. I post in my story. You name it, I'm there. So it, on TikTok, it's Clarissa Rankin. On Instagram, we're in the process of hitting 50,000, and that's I am Clarissa Ooh. Rankin. And I do the same thing. I post. I'm engaging. Everybody being – it's like a big hangout. It's like mm -hmm. a, It's like a club. And anybody is welcome. We don't discriminate. We just there to have a good time. When you come in there acting crazy, we just move you around and rotate the whole entire room. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, uh, well, I got to tell you, you know, I, I think this is a mistake. We when I, when I talk to new content creators, right, new podcaster stuff, they always ask for advice on how to do social media. And mm -hmm. I've built a little bit of my own following as well. And what I always tell them is you really have to engage with your audience and with accounts, no matter what level that they are, you've got to engage with the people who are taking the effort to like and comment because in social media, that's your currency. That's your lifeblood. You got to understand one comment represents like a hundred to 200 people. One like can represent a thousand people. Don't look at it as one like, look at them in millies. Look at that as a thousand people that you, that just saw it and you'll do much better. Yes, I always comment, I engage. Um, I have everybody that I hire on my team, 
as my um as my influencers and my brand ambassadors they got to be in the comments too that's part of their contract that answering questions being there removing people that's negative mm. that's part of my platform we do not play it's all about the people we we love our people because our people is what's paying the mortgage Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's well, right. Well, Carissa, when right. you take over the world, don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you back on the show in the future. You are a gem. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today. Yes. Take care. Yes, have a great week. She was the best. I'm so glad she was like the last guest of the week. She was awesome. Sending me off with a great weekend. That she was, was she awesome. Was, any, like any bad thing in Fred, all of a sudden she just gets in on, on, on her style of rant. I would listen to it yeah. all day long. Good news, before it's we, Friday. We're sending you home. It's Friday. Good news, bad news. All right, bad news. You, your passenger, and two dogs are riding in your truck early Thursday morning, headed eastbound on I-10 over Escambia Bay in Florida. When high winds blow your truck over and leave the trailer hang over the guardrail, and if, even down here in Chattanooga, it was, rain, it was windy as hell. Like oh my gosh! Yes. Wind, late Absolutely. Wednesday, early Thursday. Take a look at this. Good news. According to NorthEscambia.com, two people and the two dogs were reportedly rescued from that cab and were transported to the hospital with injuries that were not considered life threatening firefighters were able to remove the windshield and pull them right out of there but really really close call uh, be super mindful we've seen too many blowovers recently be super Man. mindful of these these wind alerts they they can make you have a bad day absolutely wind is very very dangerous stay stay aware you know what's even more dangerous my brother what's that four wheelers sometimes my be. friend good news you're keeping your cool you're just trying to get through a construction zone and bam bad news the stupid suv fails the Fails to observe physics. You can't yeah. observe. You can't be in the same space. Check out this video right here. Watch this truck. You can see him coming up on the right hand oh, side through that mirror. Okay. Oh yeah, some of them. Oh, there he is. Yeah, look at this stuff, man. If you run it again, you can see him in that mirror coming up there, just speeding up through there. Absolutely crazy. Redditor says, "Who is this?" Uh, oh, those smoke giggle bush. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do they say? Do smoke? <laughs> oh, they want an automatic suspension for all of that. Yeah, he says <laughs> this should be an automatic suspension for driving privileges with multiple driver safety courses. I've met so many people that just what? can't understand how much more semi weighs. Why, why? So why didn't they just hit the cones like they? But that's semi -truck the thing I was thinking too. Is as I'm not going to hit that truck. I'm going to take out these cones. What? Or the like heck? he still had room to just stay and weave in to get up to little. Absolutely. It's like when people get on the highway, right? They get on the highway and they don't hit the damn hammer. What are you doing going 40 miles an hour on, from the ramp onto the highway? You're, what are you going to kill people that way? Yeah, especially when they're turning left to get onto the highway. Way more they're dangerous. 35 miles an hour to try, uh, uh, to try and merge into traffic is ridiculous. Uh, so we have another, we, we have another idiot here, right? Oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, yeah. uh, bad oh, no, news. You're do. in a we pickup and you're about to die due to your own stupidity. Good news, that trucker actually knows what he's doing and didn't hit your dumbass. Look at this guy right here. Look at this. We're looking at a truck right here with a trailer. He just pulls right into this truck's lane. Right into that truck's lane. It not only would have ruined that car's day, it would have ruined this driver's day, too. We see too many of these nuclear verdicts, even though it wasn't really even his fault. Uh, he's lucky this guy knew how to drive, man, and was paying attention. That is absolutely ridiculous. You're absolutely right. It would have been a nuclear verdict to the wrong guy. Here's some good news, though, uh, Dooner. We found where you parked your car. Oh, good. Yeah, check out this video. Yeah, I lost video. that in New York somewhere. Yeah, yeah, well, check it out. Here it is. <laughs> oh. That might be a little bit of bad news, bro, because you oh, parked right. it underneath this semi-trailer. <laughs> How does he not know that's there? That car's going through, like, stop signs and stuff. There it is, bro. He just doesn't hear it. This, this, this has to be intentional. <laughs>
Well, all right. Well, somebody <laughs> seems like to tell a very New York thing. He just ran over a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> I got some good news for you. Oh, Vancouver good. Stanley Park got a whole bunch of new plaques added to their benches. Check these things out. They look great. They're in memory of Jack Shit. Uh, Jack Shit, the man. Jack, Mr. Shit, S-C-H-I-T-T, Mr. Jack Shit. Bad news. Turns out it's a marketing campaign, though, <laughs> by a rebel rouser. And now the park oh. board isn't happy about it. That's right. It turns out that those signs that you're looking at, they read, uh, in loving memory of Jack Shit, he was an a-hole, but he was a funny a-hole. <laughs> Facebook post reads, Jack is a dearly loved and is missed by all. He lived his life fully and made it in his life and now his legacy to make people laugh. He believed that if we all look at ourselves less seriously, we could all live a happier life. If you scan that QR code, it just goes to a bunch of pictures of these uh, jack shit benches that people have put out there. But a spokesperson for Vancouver's Park Board is not <laughs> amused. They say that uh, our policy is to remove them as any defacing of statues, memorials, park equipment, or infrastructure is counted as vandalism and will be addressed and reported to the Vancouver Police Department. Ooh, look out. Popo's coming, man. Hey, man, they're just honoring, man. <laughs> Just honoring the man. Just honoring the Hey, enjoy some baseball this weekend. Enjoy the uh, NCAA brackets. Have a great weekend. Find me on the Twitter, at Timothy Duna. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Find him at Vincent the Dude. Don't be a stranger. You tell him how to be. Hey, peace and love. Spread it everywhere. <laughs>